For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour here on this Halloween. And uh, before we get into our next discussion, I just want to let everybody know we got a an alert from our friend over at Southern Mass Alerts at Metro underscore notify on X uh, on Twitter. I'm just going to call it Twitter. Uh, it says serious crash in Raynham 495 northbound at 138. Possible fatality, major delays as well. So just keep that in mind if you are heading out in that direction. So as I said, today is Halloween, but... One thing that is something to keep in mind is that it's also the last day of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And joining us on the line right now, we have from South Coast Health, Dr. Monica De Silva. Uh, good morning, doctor. How are you? Very good. How are you doing? doing? Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us because this is something that is a very important topic. And let's before we get into breast cancer and breast cancer awareness, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your role at South Coast Health. So I am a breast surgeon, and there's three breast surgeons in our de department or division, um, and we are located in three locations, Fall River, Dartmouth, and Wareham, um, and we cover three hospitals. Um, I am part, part of a multidisciplinary group that takes care of breast cancer as well. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, this being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, people put a focus on this, but this is something that really people need to be vigilant about all the time, all year round. That is correct. Um, breast cancer is a very well detected and treatable disease. Um, so keeping up with your mammograms um, starting at the age of 40 is very important, but also to note that uh, providers do what we call risk assessment, taking into consideration of individuals' personal risk factors as well as family risk factors uh, and genetics and determine when a patient should get screened 
So it used to be that everybody got screened at a specific um, age, but that isn't the case now. Uh, we usually start screening or consideration of screening 10 years prior to the youngest family member if that's uh, below the age of 40. So patients should be aware that they may be a candidate for screening at an earlier age. So when you talk about going in for a screening, when going in for a mammogram, what is that process? What, what does that involve? So it, screening can be very um, anxiety-provoking uh, for a patient uh, because of the actual process um, as well as the possible results. However, the technology that we have nowadays does make screening much more comfortable for patients. And the fact that we provide information in a very quick fashion, so the um, actual time period in which patients wait for the results is much less, um, that should be reassuring for patients. So a screening mammogram can be ordered by um, the primary care physician or the gynecologist or a breast surgeon or another provider. However, the patient can also um, be proactive if, for example, they don't have a provider to reach out to one of our centers um, so we can establish here for the patient as well. And so when that when that happens, when you have to start the process of care, you know, I'm assuming as with any cancer, the earlier the detection, the 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 more you can treat that in a way that doesn't have to be as aggressive and where you can actually have a, a pretty comfortable quality of life as you're trying to, to battle this. That is correct. So when you have a very good screening program that detects breast cancer early, and now we have 3D mammograms, which, are, which is able to uh, detect breast cancer uh, more efficiently in dense breast tissue, and we have been using 3D mammograms for a very long time. There's other modalities that we use other than mammogram in addition to mammogram. The other modalities do not replace mammogram. So a patient who has screening may need an ultrasound or may need an MRI in addition to their mammogram. Um, or if a patient comes in with a complaint, they usually have a mammogram and an ultrasound um, as well. And when you are going through this process, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, South Coast Health is, is there right along, uh, right along with you. As you mentioned, there's three different breasts, uh, breast centers. And in those, what, what type of treatments are offered there? What type of things do you do, you do there? And, and uh, what, what's, what's it like to go through that process? Is it something where you're going to have to, you know, go and be hospitalized? Or is it something people do on, a, as a, on an outpatient basis? So this is all on an outpatient basis, and we have very well-trained and um, compassionate 
uh, navigators in both the radiological uh, department as well as the surgery, breast surgery department, who help guide patients through the process. For example, if a patient came in for screening and they needed some additional views, as well as an ultrasound, they would help that person uh, or reach out to that individual to get everything scheduled if additional uh, imaging is needed. If a biopsy is um, needed, uh, if an abnormality is detected that required a biopsy, that individual, that patient would be set up with a breast surgeon that would uh, assess them, assess their risk factors, and also assess them in terms of whether they would benefit from genetics, uh, genetic testing, and do a physical examination, um, review all the information in great detail with the patient. The patient would have the biopsy. They would be asked whether um, they would like the information uh, by phone or in person, and as soon as we receive the information, then we get in touch with the patient and provide them with the information. Now, if they needed um, any treatment based on the results of the biopsy, um, then um, if they are um, found to have a breast cancer, for example, um, they would be set up with a multidisciplinary team, uh, which would involve a breast surgeon, which would be the breast surgeon that they initially saw, um, as well as a um, medical oncologist and a radiation oncologist. That particular uh, patient's um, case would be discussed in a um, tumor board, um, which is the um, a conference where we come together as a team and um, make recommendations concerning uh, treatment management. Um, all this information is relayed to the patient, all the recommendations, and then um, the patient is seen by the medical and radiation oncologist uh, usually on the same day, we receive the information from the medical oncologist and the radiation oncologist, and then usually surgical management is um, recommended and the patient will be followed very closely by our team. And so what are some of the, I mean, we hear all the time about the different medical advances and South Coast Health is always at the forefront of what these advances are. What are some of the, the advances in treatment for and, and even detection for breast cancer that's come about in recent years? So in recent years, there has a, a, um, a real a difference in the way that we approach patients. Um, patients' care is very individualized. Um, it's based mostly on the biology of the tumor. Um, breast cancer is treated in a very standard um, ma manner nationally. We have very stringent guidelines concerning breast cancer. 
but now we consider um, the how aggressive the breast cancer is, um, whether it's receptor positive or something called HER2 new uh, protein positive, um, which has very good um, treatment uh, systemically. Um, and in addition to that, um, there has been uh, quite a bit of advancement in um, focal um, radiation therapy, what we called accelerated um, partial breast radiation, where the actual area of the cancer, once the cancer is removed, is treated as opposed to the whole breast. And there has been also quite a bit of an advanced, uh, advancements in reconstruction of, um, of the breast. Um, and we also have um, a very um, experienced team of plastic surgeons. The other thing that has um, been um, occurring in the last few years, the identification of um, mutations in genes um, that are associated with breast cancer um, risk and therefore the uh, every patient um, based on the American Surgery uh, Society of Breast Surgeons um, is recommended to receive information concerning genetics and therefore, when a patient comes in with breast cancer or has been diagnosed with breast cancer, uh, we do offer them genetic evaluation. Well, I think we hear a lot about, you know, the certain risk factors for certain types of cancers. You know, you know that if you smoke, you know, you have a chance of developing lung cancer, for example. But what are some of the, the risk factors for breast cancer and, and, you know, what things should people be concerned about? So there are risk factors that are changeable, and then there are risk factors that are not changeable. For example, being female is the greatest risk factor, and obviously um, the effects of being female, the hormonal um, influences makes a significant change, uh, a significant risk in one's um, or provides significant risk of breast cancer. Um, age, as we get older, we're at, uh, females are at higher risk of getting breast cancer. We have less information concerning males. Um, males is about 1% of uh, the male population um, are diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, also having a mutation um, that increases the risk of breast cancer cancer um, is important to identify. Now, there are certain lifestyle uh, changes that um, make a difference. Diet, exercise, eating a very uh, good diet, um, even um, walking as exercise makes a difference in decreasing one's risk. We do see in um, data that suggests even if you have a mutation and you do exercise, you do decrease the risk of breast cancer. Um, alcohol in the most recent uh, literature has 
been demonstrated um, to increase the risk of breast cancer and smoking does increase the risk of breast cancer as well. So there, as well as obesity, that's probably one of the major um, lifestyle changes that one can make is to decrease weight if um, a patient is uh, obese um, or has any extra weight. Um, So there are uh, quite a bit of um, changeable lifestyle changes. Um, that one can intervene. And so if people want to find out more, if they want to get a mammogram, if they want to get screened, if they want to find out just even more information, how can they reach out to you or to the team at South Coast Health? So if you want to reach out to the team, um, you can uh, call the Breast Center at 508-973-1021. There's also um, a website, um, southcoast.org backslash pink, um, and uh, we're available at any time. Well, I want to thank you for joining us and for informing us about this and and really, you know, just make the plea one more time for, for people to make sure that they go out and, and get screened and, and do something about this because it sounds it sounds more important coming from you as somebody who deals with this on a daily basis uh, and, and has seen what can happen with early detection and, and how much it can help people. So I would stay on top of your mammograms and follow the recommendations of your providers. Uh, breast cancer is very well detected and very well treated. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. De Silva, for joining us, and uh, and I hope that you have a happy Halloween. Um, you too. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You too. And uh, so again, that is Dr. Monica De Silva, South Coast Health Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the final day. Don't mean doesn't mean that you can't continue on with being aware of breast cancer. It just means that it's the last day of the month. So glad that we could have that conversation, and uh, and hopefully. You will go out and get screened. All right. Well, we do have to take a break here. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. And that, of course, is from The Exorcist. And you know who needs an exorcism? The New England Patriots. They need an exorcism very quickly to remove whatever this demon is that is uh, keeping them from being able to finish off a game and actually finish off a drive and score some touchdowns. But they will get another chance this coming Sunday when the Patriots host the Washington Commanders. It's happening this coming Sunday, November 5th. 
And we will have the game right here for you on WBSM. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. with pregame at 10 a.m. And the New England Patriots and all the season-long action is brought to you right here on WBSM by Shooting Supply, by Primacare, and by D&J Enterprises. So uh, hopefully the Patriots can you know, get rid of whatever this curse is that's over them and actually start putting together some some solid drives and win another game. But uh, I don't know. At this point, are you about the draft position or are you about seeing what you can salvage out of the season? Because I don't think Mac Jones is the answer, but we'll see what happens against the commanders. All right, well, we're going to be going into the newsroom. On the other side of the news, we'll find out about the big South End Halloween parade that will be happening tonight. Of course, there won't be any rain for the first time in a couple of days, so you'll have a nice clear night. It'll just be a little bit chilly. But uh, we'll find out about all the great fun that will be happening as part of that coming up in just a few moments. But for right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Barry Old Dorsey. With war raging, raging on in the Middle East, the Prime Minister of Israel says a ceasefire with Hamas at this time would amount to surrender. Benjamin Netanyahu also said Monday that he remains committed to bringing home hostages held for weeks now by the Palestinian militant group. His comments come as Israeli forces have been expanding air, sea and ground operations against Hamas in Gaza. A trial to determine whether former President Trump can be kept off Colorado's 2024 ballot is underway in Denver. Lawyers for the group that filed the lawsuit accused Trump of supporting an insurrection through his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election. They believe the former president should be prohibited from running in future elections under the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. The United Auto Workers' strike against all three Detroit automakers has come to a halt after General Motors reached a tentative contract agreement on Monday. GM was the last automaker to reach the deal with the w- the UAW. Union workers will get a 25% pay increase over the next four years if they ratify the deal. Cost of living adjustments will bring their raises to over 30%. The Federal Reserve kicks off a two-day meeting today. Once things wrap up tomorrow, the FED will announce its highly anticipated decision on interest rates. The Texas Rangers are just two wins away from their first ever World Series title. They defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks 3-1 in Game 3 of the World Series yesterday. The teams meet up again in Game 4 tonight in Phoenix. Apple is introducing the first three nanometer chips for personal computers. The next generation M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max allow for more transistors to be packed into a smaller space, improving speed and efficiency. Apple says the M3 family will bring massive enhancements and new features to the new MacBook Pro and iMac. In sports, according to ESPN, tests confirmed Monday that wide receiver Kendrick Bourne has torn his right ACL, leaving the Patriots without their leading receiver for the remainder of the season. Recovery is expected to last between six to eight months. Bourne was injured on the first play of the fourth quarter of the Pats' Week 8 battle with the Miami Dolphins. New England will be playing the Washington Commanders this week. The Celtics are still undefeated after blowing out the Washington Wizards 126-107 at Capital One Arena. Jalen Brown led all scorers with 36 points to go along with a team-high three steals. Jason Tatum chipped in with 33 points and six rebounds. Derek White dished out a game-high eight assists in the victory. Boston will host the Indiana Pacers tomorrow night at TD Garden. 
And the Bruins have won back-to-back games after coming from behind to beat the Florida Panthers 3-2 in overtime. The Bruins trailed by two goals after the opening period. Brad Marchand scored his fifth of the season to get his team on the board. Charlie McAvoy tied the game at two apiece in the third period, and Paval Zaka scored the game winner in the extra frame. The Bruins will play the Toronto Maple Leafs Thursday night at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Dry conditions for this morning and throughout the day will enjoy mostly sunny skies. Temperatures ranging from the 40s in this morning into the mid to upper 40s as we head into the afternoon. Temperatures won't be budging that much overnight. Rain will arrive. We could see a little bit of mixing of snow as we head into the overnight hours and this Wednesday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. favorite horror movie of all time and my favorite movie of all time poltergeist um and you know because why not have creepy kid stuff when we're about to talk about a kid's halloween celebration but joining us on the line we have city councilor ian abrew uh good morning councilor how are you hey tim good morning how are you happy halloween to you happy halloween to you you know i was thinking while i was on hold i believe this is the first time in 2023 you and i have done this uh we, we, you know, you and I would chat every week when I was the president last year, but uh, I go on with Chris and Barry, but I don't think you and I have spoken yet this year. So good to, good to talk with you again. Yeah, we, I don't know why we've waited so long, but, uh, well, of course, we are talking about a very important thing, the 55th annual South End, South End Halloween Parade. 55 years of everybody coming down to the South End to celebrate Halloween. That's a great thing. It is a great thing, and um, it was put on by the South End Civic Association for 53 of those years and uh unfortunately due to just um issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, individuals who would volunteer their time just going on to other you know initiatives in their own personal lives it kind of went away uh for the last two years but fortunately um folks like Wood Six Counselor Ryan Pereira and myself and many other sponsors decided to bring it back to the South End. And even though it's the South End Halloween Parade, it is a city and regional event. So we invite all the, the gals and ghouls from uh, New Bedford and Greater New Bedford to come to Hazelwood Park tonight, starting at 7 p.m. We'll gather at Hazelwood right off of Brock Avenue. We'll congregate. We will then march down uh, Brock Avenue. So we'll march down south, of course safely we'll have a police escort and the street will be shut down so parents you don't have to be worried um normally we would have the um the uh, costume contest and the march around the field at Clegg field which is the baseball field um uh with the scyaa place however unfortunately due to uh, some construction work happening there uh we are now going to be shimmied about 100 yards north at what we know and what we call as lot 13 
which is where the New Bedford uh, Youth Whalers football organization uh, plays. So we'll be right at the football field just north on Brock Avenue. But if you're marching down with us or if you're dropping off your child there, you can't miss it. It's where all the lights are. It's where all the people are going to be. And it should be a great time. And so, I mean, this is something that people look forward to every year. I know it's something that you look forward to growing up and we're taking part in. What was the best costume you ever had for the South End Parade? The best costume I ever had was one year, I believe I was in second grade. I was eight or seven. I went as Gene Simmons from Kiss. There you go. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember, and I, I, I had like these blood capsules. I don't even know if they exist anymore, but you put it in your mouth and you bite it and it dissolves. The blood comes down like your mouth and your chest and everything. And uh, it was kind of scaring the judges a little bit. They weren't ready for Gene Simmons. <laughs> but uh, uh, if I can find the picture, I'll send it to you to put up online. It's pretty funny. But um, so we're going to have the costume contest. Well, before I get to that, obviously, we're going to have donated treats and goodies uh, provided by a whole slew of our hosts and our sponsors. So each child and each kid will get their own grab bag of toys and candies at no charge donated. We're also going to have hot cocoa and coffee and donuts provided by Dunkin' Donuts. So we appreciate their sponsorship. So when folks get into the field, we're going to have a whole panel of judges watching the children walk around the field as we have live music being played by DJ Maxwell Kane. So he's donating his time as well, which is wonderful. We're going to have five categories, uh, best costumes. And, uh, and just so that the parents listening, I'll tell you what the categories are so you can prepare accordingly. We have one category called under five. So that'd be for like a toddler or an infant. We have one category called most horrible. We have one called the prettiest. Fourth would be the most original, and fifth would be the funniest. So those are the five categories, and we have the top three winners will be announced and chosen by our judges at the event, and uh, each child who finishes in the top three of each category will get a special cash prize, uh, which was donated by some of our sponsors. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's good for the community, great for the kids. It's obviously safe. Um, the police will be there. The fire department will be there. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to have a fire apparatus piece there that the kids can climb up on and check out. And, of course, New Bedford Police will be there to chat with the kids. And uh, we'll have live music. So we're going to have all the Halloween music being played, thanks to Maxwell Kane, the DJ. It's a great community event. And um, for some parents who might be a little concerned about going door-to-door maybe uh, in strangers' neighborhoods or homes, this provides a safe alternative to that. And But also, too, it starts at 7 o'clock. So if you go into your neighborhood and you trick-or-treat and you do all that, I mean, we know that that starts early. Kids start doing that around 5 o'clock. You still have plenty of time to trick-or-treat and still be able to make it down to the parade. Well, that's correct. So if you may recall, last year we had it at 6 o'clock. And I guess every year prior, because I really don't remember when you are a kid, every year prior for the 53 years prior, it started off at 6. We tried to do it at 6 last year to try to keep up with the tradition of it. And even though we had a fantastic turnout, we had about 300 kids, the, the only negative feedback that Ryan and I received was that it was right smack dab during, to your point, trick-or-treating time and dinner time. So now we decided, well, you know what, let's move it back an hour and hopefully we'll get a better turnout. 
And so, uh, you know, what are you thinking are going to be the big Halloween costumes for kids this year? Who do you think they're going to be dressing up as down there? Well, what's interesting is uh, a couple of things I've noticed as being a dad now and uh, of a a seven to three-year-old. You get to be kind of in the know of what's trending and what's hot. For some reason, the Adams family is hot this year. Um, They're sold out of everywhere. Of course, my daughter is Wednesday Adams, and she had a trunk or treat for her school last Friday, and there were about, may God strike me dead if I'm lying, there are at least 40 other Wednesday Adamses um, running around. So that's been really interesting this year. A lot of Gomez Adams, um, a lot of Barbie outfits and costumes because of the movie that's come out. Um, so a lot of girls dressed up as Barbie, a lot of boys wearing the blonde Ken, Ken doll wig. Um, so that's been kind of trending this year as well. And, of course, you've got the usual suspects that are always very popular, right? I mean, I've seen it at a couple of trunk or treats. You got the Michael Myers, you've got the Dracula, the Frankenstein. Um, I saw, I've seen quite a few SpongeBob's too this year. Um, maybe that's making a resurgence back into popularity. I don't know. Um, so that's been popular. I've also been seeing a lot of Jack Skeletons out there this year. So, uh, but I could be surprised. There could be some some new ones coming out this year that maybe I haven't uh, been made aware of yet. You're gonna get some Taylor Swifts, I'm sure. There'll be some of those. Yeah, with Travis Kelsey, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Kelsey and Swift, and uh, I mean, I'm going as Pugsley Adams this year, so I know I, I fit the bill very well for that. So um, it's going to be cold, though, man. I'm going to have the shorts on. It's going to be 43 degrees, but the things we do for our children, Tim, you right? Know? And, Absolutely. Uh, but I'm happy to do it. Um, this is a great event for the kids and for the community, and um, a lot of great sponsors. I'll just plug one of them because I know they're a sponsor on your station. Uh, the Canarias at Bass Ready Ruta. Um, they donated uh, not only chocolates and, and candies for the kids, but also they handed us a sizable donation that is uh, helping to go towards not only the expenses of uh, putting the event on, but uh, towards the cash prizes for the children. So thank you to the Canarias for doing that and many other partners. And, and before we let you go, Counselor, I'm just going to ask if you can put on your, your counselor hat uh, for a moment here, even though you Okay, okay hold on. Let me put it on. on hold too. on. Okay, let me hold on. Let me get my hat. All right, go ahead. And, uh, Counselor Pugsley, i got to ask you, with uh, the news yesterday that the New Bedford Police Union voted no confidence in, uh, in Chief Oliveira, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and you know, how you see the police department going forward with this. I personally have had no problem with Chief Oliveira. Uh, me personally, as a counselor, whenever I've had issues or concerns, I've called him directly or texted him, and he would get right back to me. Uh, I deal with him and obviously all of the area captains and, and, and our deputy chief, uh, Deputy Chief Souza. Um, however, as someone who fully supports the rank and file in the Bedford Police Union, um, the vote is very concerning to me. This wasn't a close vote. This was a mandate. So we need to know why this happened. What's the real story? Why is there a vote of no confidence? Uh, we found out the reason for the vote of no confidence a few years ago when Joe Cadera was the chief. There was a lot of personnel issues going on, um, a lot of staffing issues. I want to find out exactly why that vote was taken and what the, the impetus was behind that vote. Again, if it was a razor-thin margin, you could say, well, it's a 50-50 split. There are certain camps. There are certain factions. But for the vote to be the mandate for which it was, there's got to be something going on that we need to know about. I'm very concerned about that because as you see the press releases, as we see the Facebook posts and everything of the sort, 
we know the New Bedford Police Union has been very um, vocal as far as staffing levels, as far as making sure the residents of New Bedford are aware as to what the staff count is pretty much every day and where cruises are down as a result of that. And they want to make sure that our residents are kept abreast and they're as safe as possible. So we need to understand why they're so concerned, and it's pretty obvious, right? There's, there's some real serious issues going on with policing nationally and throughout the state. And I know that we addressed the recruitment of police officers um, uh, last year, uh, well, earlier this year when the mayor announced his initiative to tack on sign-on bonuses for new coming on police officers, which I applauded the administration for doing that. I said it before on the record, and I'll say it again. We've done nothing to address retention those officers who seem disenfranchised, that aren't happy, that work throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. What are we doing to keep them here and keep them happy? Because the reality is we're losing them like a sieve. They're leaking out. These officers are going almost on a monthly basis. We see them. We see the list every month. They're going to other police departments. They're going to the state police. They're going to other organizations. Some are just going into the private sector because they've had enough. What is it about this police department where we can't keep good men and women on? That's a concern of mine, and we'll have to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for the time, Counselor. And, uh, of course, the, the parade is happening tonight, 7 p.m., the 55th annual South End Halloween Parade. And, uh, I, and I hope that as you are, you know, introducing your children to the Adams family, that you're not just teaching them the original classic theme song, but you're also introducing them to uh, MC Hammer's Adams Groove as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you know, you know, <laughs> you, I don't know if you remember last year is uh, we, we were talking about the costumes that I've been wanting to go as. And I've been trying to do the sales pitch with my daughter and my wife for years. I still want to go as the Conehead family. Uh, I've been wanting to go as Beldar Conehead for a long time. It's an easy costume to do. I can't get anybody to want to do it with me, though. It's pretty sad. So if anyone's listening out there, any resident or fr a friend of mine, if you want to go as Beldar, or as Connie Conehead or one of the Coneheads with me next year, drop me a line. Let me know. You know what? Just make your next uh, campaign fundraiser event a, a costume party, and then they have to go with whatever you choose. That's a good point. So you, you all have to come as a Conehead. All right, I like it. Yeah. And, and just remember, and of course, you come from France. I come from France. And, of course, when we're debating on the council floor, we should speak as Baldock Conehead, of, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. But anyway, good talking to you, Tim. And I appreciate the plug and the... Uh, Hope to see everybody down at uh, at Hazelwood Park, yeah, and not not too much longer from now at seven p.m. tonight. Have a great day, and I really appreciate you. And thank you. Happy Halloween. Same to you and your family. Thank you. That is uh, New Bedford City Councilor at Large Ian Abreu, and uh, head on down to that South End Parade, the fifty fifth annual South End Halloween Parade at seven p.m. down at Hazelwood Park. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. All right, uh, we are going to have to take one more break before the end of the hour, but I just want to tell you, stay tuned to WBSM.com because later on this morning, Michael Rock is going to have a very interesting Halloween story for you. He actually came into the studio during the last news break to tell me about it, and it is a, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to call it a ghost story, but it's certainly a very weird, freaky story that involves one of the most beloved people ever on the South Coast, the one and only Gilda Downey.
So you're going to want to stay tuned for this story, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. But this, he told me this, and it kind of like made my jaw drop. So stay tuned for that story at WBSM.com a little bit later on today. Let's take our final break of the hour, and then we'll finish off with calls with the time that we have left. Finish off the Halloween show here with some of your calls. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Thank you, Kim. Um, I know uh, Breast Cancer Month, Halloween and all, but there's also another very, to me, a more important date, and that is October 31st. 1517 when Martin Luther nailed the 95 pieces to the door and that and what he was saying it separated the that's where the Protestant um, Reformation came in um, it meant that you didn't have to go through the Catholic indulgences praying for saints to get out of purgatory or whatever paying money it meant justification by faith uh, salvation came through faith through Jesus Christ alone so there we have Protestants and then we that includes all from um, oh I don't know name any denomination Baptists uh, Pentecostals whatever uh, Methodists they're on one side and then Catholics on the other so that was the separation so Reformation Day is celebrated in Germany especially because Martin Luther was German um, and in other uh, uh, cities and countries around the world so I just wanted to get that in well thank you. You're welcome. All right. Have a great day. You as well. And uh, let's see if we can squeeze in a couple more here. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning. Oh, good evening, Tim. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a reference to the other night, isn't it? Yeah, it was a good show. Thank you. Um, I listened to the whole thing. Uh, Anyway, how is that demon seed whiskey? (laughs) Oh, very good. Not as spicy as you would think. No, I brought a bottle home, though. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah I, sure. I had to, I had to get it wasn't one. Too spicy. Nope. Yeah, not for I me. Like maybe yeah. maybe for other people, right. but it wasn't for me. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, happy Halloween! And uh, when you're show at the other place today at ten? Uh, eleven thirty. Eleven thirty at oh, Stonehill at the uh, Martin yeah. Institute. Yep. Good. Have fun. Well, thank you Have so much. You as well. Have happy Halloween. You. And Bye-bye. let's squeeze oh. in. Oops, sorry. One more here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Mm-hmm. Trick or treat. <laughs> Good morning. I, you know, I can't let you put me on blast like that. <laughs> I didn't put you on blast. Well, that was a trick. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm. I was telling, I was telling Lamone how I got to meet you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you cracked me up. So listen to this. While I was on the phone on hold with you, I had to hang up. I had this phone number coming in. SCBC. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm thinking Blue Cross and SB. So I, the curiosity, out of curiosity, I hung up from you. And I went to it. And it's a guy. He says, I'm, I'm an answering service for one of the three hospitals. And I said, oh, so I don't understand. Why are you calling me? And he goes, I don't know. Do you know anybody in the hospital? And I'm like, not to my knowledge. No. I was like, that, no, that's spooky. That is so, a little weird, yeah. Yeah. So then I managed to call you back because, you know, I had to call you out on that. <laughs> well, and you know what that movie I watched that the other day with um, Matthew Perry oh Fool's Rush In yeah, yeah I, I, I never seen it it was so good I watched it on Tubi a lot of so people a lot of people were watching it the day that he passed which was weird like, like they had watched it earlier in that day very strange well you know what got me thinking about him I said boy I feel bad he hasn't come back nobody's invited him anywhere since he put himself Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.